All right, welcome back to the Spirit of Detroit podcast. You're now tuned in to episode three. We definitely appreciate anybody that's been listening since the first two episodes. Once again, it's hosted by yours truly, Delano. And Anthony. All right, today we got a few things on the docket. Uh, we're going to start with this, this they did horrible it. tie that the Lions had with the Pittsburgh hey, Steelers. They didn't win. I'll they take didn't it. lose, though. That first time this season on a Sunday, the Lions did not lose a game. But we yeah. didn't win either. It was a tie. Honestly, um, watching this just, game, I don't think anyone wanted to win it. Not in overtime, especially. How no. many turnovers were there total in overtime? There's like two two turnovers, both by Pittsburgh, actually, I believe. Okay. Detroit yep. actually got out of this game with no no turnovers. Impressive, um, considering Jared yeah, forced, Goff had negative one. three turnovers, but didn't didn't turn the ball over. Um, there was one interception, I remember, that was overturned by a defensive penalty. Yep. Thankfully, it was. I think it was in overtime. Actually, a golf. It was in overtime. Team. I threw my hat at the wall because yeah. Jared Goff threw it in the triple coverage again. Um, mm-hmm. The goods coming from this game, the running game. DeAndre, yeah, DeAndre Swift especially. Yeah, DeAndre Swift leads led the rushing attack. We have two hundred twenty nine yards on the ground. Uh, Swift had one thirty of those. Godwin Iwanbuke had two for fifty six in his first career touchdown. That was an impressive run, I must oh, say. Man, it was a what, 42 yard run. I couldn't run. believe it. And it was, he was breaking tackles. I didn't yeah. think he was going to make it. Man, when I first seen him going to the pile and then I seen him bounce out the other end, I'm like, oh, he's gone. And how about Jamar Jefferson? Oh, yeah. He took a 28 yarder to the house. That was, at that time, the 28 yarder was the longest touchdown that we've had for, longest run for a touchdown that we've had since 2013. And then Jamar right? a 42 yarder later that game. It's, that one in 2013, I believe that was Job Best 88. Job, yeah, on Monday that, Night right? Football. That's crazy. It's been that long since the Lions have taken a, a long run to the house. I think the most impressive thing uh, about Swift, actually, I mean, yard for carry, he was at 3.9, so just under four. That's not super impressive. But the fact that he ran it 33 times, yeah, especially at this point of the season, being as high usage he, as he is um, and not getting hurt, um, oh yeah, knock on wood. So and honestly, far. I think he would have went over two hundred if um, who was it? Matt Nelson didn't get injured in that game, which is surprising because he's not great starting as a lineman. But no, yeah, but, he but them, really that helped. package where they used him as an extra tight end was working. They they really found they found something right there with that package. I was was, um, was he hurt before halftime or was it after? Uh, you know? I can't remember. I think it might have been after halftime. Then they should have went for it on fourth down. And like at the one yard line, I honestly I understand going for the points, um, but you're zero and eight. Yeah, yes. and you're, really you're not running for the ball with the number one pick right now. You're running the ball down their throat. Just go for it. Uh, it doesn't hurt to try. Yeah. And clearly, um, as we pointed out last week, our keys to victory: feed Swift the ball. They did that. They did that. Thirty-three, one thirty. And what was the other one? Oh yeah, special teams make field goals. Ryan missed Santoso that, that missed extra point. While watching I, the game, I, I said this missed extra point is really going to come back to bite us. I, I said we're going to lose this game because he didn't hit that. Yeah, that missed extra point was, and then the, the the overtime potential game winner was a forty-eight yard field goal that was not close. I've seen high school kickers come closer than that. Than that, that, that um, was one of the worst kicks I ever seen. 
you could see it in his eyes. He was he wasn't ready just for the moment. scared. This, this no, was, he wasn't. I think that was really his first ever pressure kick. This this is his first professional kicking like with Alliance this season. And this is uh, I will put that on Brad Holmes. That is probably the first issue I've had with him. Is it's he's a kicker. He's not a quarterback. Um, you see teams pick up kickers the day before. Um, our kicker was hurt almost all week, wasn't he? And they picked up Santoso. No, Santoso actually in the beginning been with of the, the week? team all season. And they were fine. He's, he's been on our practice squad for a while. He got called up two other games this year: Baltimore and Chicago. Uh, and they were actually, fine with. Actually, in Baltimore, he hit the uh, the go ahead field goal before Justin Tucker went down and hit that sixty six yarder. I just don't understand um, why they were fine with someone whose career long was 35 yards going into that game. He, prior to that game, he actually had not missed a kick yet in his career. I I mean, okay, so there's that. I guess it's yeah. not horrible. I mean, it's not horrible. Obviously, you don't have sloppy field conditions, but that's a kick that you're supposed to make. Um, and there's plenty of people, I mean... Cody Parkey sucked for Chicago, but I'd rather miss it, you know, by three feet to the left and have it at least clear uh, the crossbar. Right. And didn't even not, get to the crossbar. No. Didn't, not even close. Um, um, one thing real quick before I want to go to defense, but uh, yeah. Jared Goff. Jared, man. Negative one yards after the first quarter, 11 yards at halftime. That is ridiculous. You and I could go out there and do that. I don't want to hear injury. I don't want to hear field conditions. No, none of that. Because Mason Rudolph went out there. Mason Rudolph threw the ball And 50 he was doing fine. He, he threw, threw it 50, 50 times. times. 242 yards. Yeah. And I think Jared Goff only had like 70 yards at the end of the regulation. Yeah. And then he took a, a couple of bad sacks, too. Oh, he spins into sacks like it's nobody's business. His his pocket awareness is one of the worst I've ever seen in the league. And one thing that we always heard with Stafford is he holds onto the ball too long. No, Jared Goff holds onto the ball too long. Yes. And no. he doesn't. And when he should take off and run, he doesn't. No. When he should take a risk on fourth down, he'll throw it. He doesn't. Um. 14 and 25, like you look at a completion, you could probably look at his completion numbers this year. The average was it 1.9 yards per completion uh, through the air? Yeah, probably 4.6 yards per attempt, I believe. Yeah, it was 1.9 for completed yards. That's unheard of. It's essentially like those uh, those touchdowns where the quarterback just kind of quick pitches it yeah. to the person running in motion. I don't, for whatever reason, that's a pass. Um, that's essentially what he did every right. play. Um, I don't think I've ever seen in my lifetime of being a Lions fan a running back have more yards on the ground than the quarterback through four through the air. No, it, especially not with the Lions because we've never been no. a running team. Uh, no, uh, after Barry Sanders left, Taylor Decker, man, him so and Sewell. Sewell had a great yeah. game on that on that right side of the line. Um, if they can Stafford stayed one more year, man. If they can keep it up, man. Decker and Sewell was just two good tackles. Um, but now that we got some negatives out the way, let's go to this defense. Um, they started Solid. pretty shaky that that first drive. Um, 
Pittsburgh yeah, had me worried. Everything they wanted. Um, I thought this was going to be a long game. They were really doing everything they wanted that drive. But then after that, the, we kept them off the field. It's just our offense couldn't get anything going. I think I think another reason why the defense did so good. Sorry. Uh, our running game. Our yep. time of possession. Do you have that stat up? Time of possession. I do not have time of possession. I would, I would like to assume that we absolutely killed it. Uh, actually, no. Or was it, was, it? it was pretty even, actually. We right. had it for 33-12. Pittsburgh had it for 36-48. And our defense still. Um, wow, okay. Uh, Julian Okora had his first career interception. Oh, How yeah. about that? That was, that was beautiful. I'd I love to see that. I had me jumping for joy. I could not believe it. Um, only bad thing, though, we were not able to get to Mason Rudolph for a sack. Um... There's a few times I've seen the D-line get into the backfield, but uh, Rudolph was able to get the ball out of there on time. Yeah, they couldn't finish. I mean, that's been really their whole – this whole season, they can't – they can get pressure, um, but they're not getting the sacks. No. And that's where Romeo Farah being hurt yeah, really has killed them. They did get an interception um, and two forced fumbles. Trey One Flowers. in overtime, which secured the tie. Oh my goodness! I fell to my knees and was just was like hail mary, and then I remembered um, Jared Goff can't throw the ball downfield. Yeah, that's a definite so option. In my head, uh, I was thinking tie, and uh, I was fine with that. In my mm-hmm. mind, they won. Yeah, we had we had to punt the ball ten times on Sunday. Yes, I actually tweeted. Uh, I think right before the game went into overtime, maybe right at the beginning of overtime, uh, the Lions are going to be the first team to go 0 16 and one, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they're 0 16 and one bound. Probably, it's just, unless it be Cleveland, be. Baker Mayfield might be out as well as Nick Chubb. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that we we might have a, a good chance of beating Cleveland. Um, Who's Cleveland's actually, backup? Any huh? idea? Cleveland's backup quarterback. Uh can't be anyone of significance. No, I don't know who it is offhand, but I mean, we just played a backup quarterback in Pittsburgh and we tied, so we'll see what, what happens going into, into Cleveland on Sunday. Could they tie again? Let's oh, see. man. Two ties in one season? Dan Campbell's going to get that win. He Man, he has to. Uh, I know I know. we want to move on to the Pistons, but one more quick thing uh, about Dan Campbell. Love hate situation from this game. I hated that he kept Jared Goff in. Yeah, Jared Goff is not good healthy. He can't be that great hurt, and he wasn't. He um, kept him in, but he definitely didn't trust him to throw the ball, which is why we ran the ball for forty times. <sighs> Blau can't be that bad if he is. That's what I'm thinking. Backup. But he, it, Dan Campbell is still saying that Goff is our best chance at winning. I, so I, I think it's just that price tag, in, and they don't want to look like idiots. That, and it's got to be something they're seeing in practice that obviously we can't see on a day-to-day basis. I just, I don't know. Um, but I will say this. I did not expect them to score any any points with him calling plays. And I would argue that his play calling wasn't horrid, with the exception of, like, what was it, that uh, pitch to, like, their backup tight end or something 
and then they had like that wide receiver screen that got absolutely yeah. blown up. But I would argue that the play calling was right. Jared Goff just couldn't execute. Yeah. There was one where uh, the, the deep pass that apparently Jared Goff got injured on. Khalif Raymond had two, three steps on the DB, and Goff underthrew it. That's probably why he doesn't throw the ball deep, because he's afraid of taking hits. Yeah. Uh, all right, now we can put the position into some some Pistons. Um, There's at least exciting things to talk about them, more so. Yeah. Even though um, they've lost twice since we've had our last episode. Yeah. One one though against Toronto. One of our that's actually our best game of the season. They shot over forty percent in that in that game. Yeah. Who would have thought? I was actually lucky enough to watch that whole game, uh, being on light duty at work, thankfully. Um it was impressive. It was. Uh from beginning to end it was a shootout. I think Toronto's biggest lead was nine points. And then Sadiq Bay had two straight seals, steals and converted on both. I think both of them are actually passes to Isaiah Stewart. Yeah, Isaiah had Stewart a monster had a really game. good game. He had 20 points, tied his career high. Yeah. Cade only had 10 points that game, but he had the three in the fourth quarter, I believe, and then he had two clutch, clutch baskets over uh, OG Ananobi. Right? Yeah. Oh. Um. The one with the left hand off the crossover was just absolutely filthy. I could not believe my eyes. Um, the one other thing that stood out in the fourth quarter, Killian Hayes, back-to-back three-pointers. Yeah, Killian Hayes is starting to come in. He had 13-10 and 7 that game, almost a triple-double. And he got hurt. Him and Killian both went out in the third quarter um, with their existing injuries. Killian with the thumb and Cade with the ankle. And uh, both came in and started the fourth, and uh, the rest was history in that game. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, the Cleveland game, nothing super exciting. Everyone looked uh, horrible except for uh, Jeremy Grant, maybe. Kate only had nine points. Uh, it, Evan Mobley is just phenomenal. Man, he he might he, he might be his favorite right now actually for rookie of the year. Did you see that it was actually between Cade and Mobley and not Cade and Jalen Green? Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, Evan Mobley once was again, plus 29 that game. Oh once again, give Troy, Reaver, Troy Weaver one more top 10 pick and a buttload of money spent in free agency, and I think we'll he do just fine. Because I think Kelly Olenek was third. perfect. The Pistons have had a really, really tough time getting to the line. They have. They, they've only had. They shot thirteen free throws that game. Made I've 11. noticed. I've noticed Although that Cleveland only shot nine free throws that game. Wow. What I, what I don't understand is, last night against the Kings, uh, after the game against Toronto, I don't know if the one game that they shot so well, they all thought they morphed into Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Uh, I don't know how many threes they took in that first quarter. But they were down like almost 30 points, I think, going into the second quarter. And I looked at the box score, and it was 0 for 2, 0 for 3. A couple people were like 0 for 1. And I'm like, I think Cade had like the only 3 or something. I'm just like, 
Oh, I'm surprised Diallo got in. Diallo didn't even get in the Cleveland game. That was a blowout. He did get in the second You didn't game. see what happened, actually, did you? Um, That was the game. Oh, was that the game that, where he didn't want to go in? Yeah, he said something to Dwayne, and Dwayne said, go sit back okay, down. Okay, that makes sense. Why well, he was the only person that didn't play that night. Yep. He did um, get nine minutes, though, against uh, Sacramento, scored seven points. Uh, uh, I think he's please. gone. He's gone once that uh, that period for new, new sign players ends for being traded. What they need to do, play him over Frank Jackson, raise his trade value, then trade him. Yeah. The uh, only reason I believe he's not getting played over Frank Jackson is because uh, Frank Jackson has the potential to be a better shooter than him. Diallo is really I mean, a, a high-volume three-point shooter. Frank Jackson is supposed to be that sharp shooter off the bench, but he's just and not And isn't a great defender. Uh, Frank Jackson, by no means, is uh, you know Kawhi Leonard, but he's better. He's more average all around. Yeah, the Diallo's just athletic. That, that, um, Hami would be replaced would be either Josh Jackson or Frank Jackson. Yeah, give me Josh Jackson all day, every day. I will continue to support him. I don't care how bad he shoots. His defense is unmatched. Yeah, but Diallo, he, he's gone. Um, potentially could be moved for Marvin Bagley. As before came out that the Pistons are have been eyeing him since last year, actually. Um, I think... They could, uh, to match salary, send him and Trey Lyles out. Yeah. Uh, with, oh. with Bagley not getting any clock in Sacramento, right? he's only played in, what, two, three games this year. He just played the in the Pistons game last night, which I thought was actually kind of funny. Yeah, it's, it's so they can Pistons get a good look at him. I don't know how he did last night, though. I don't think it was that great, though. Um, let's see. He played 18 minutes, scored seven points, grabbed three rebounds. Okay. Had a block. He was plus eight. All right. I mean, I'll take it. One from um, three from deep. Luca Garza also hit a, a three-pointer last night. Um, he got absolutely posterized oh, by yeah. Jarrett Allen. But he grabbed seven boards, too. That's okay. Luca Garza is very intriguing. Um, I know he got, like I said, just said uh, Jarrett Allen. Uh, Jared Allen gets people on that every game. He's yeah. just in, an insane lob threat. Um, and that was Lucas' like first real playing time. I think it was like in the first quarter. He had played the night before uh, for the Crews. Uh-huh. Um, I like his intensity. I like his energy. Um, he's about it. Like He will get into it. So I think he'll fit perfect. Um, he will. Isaiah Livers was called up to the Pistons. Oh, he was. Did he? Play? He didn't play yet, though. Did no, which is weird. I'm surprised he's not with the with the crews. Oh, he wasn't even um, with the team yet. Actually, he didn't even have like he's not even on the the box score. No, he hasn't played yet because he's still I think working on that foot injury. But yeah, he was with the crews and they just brought him back up to the Pistons. So maybe to practice with them. Yeah, he might go back down to the crews to get some playing time. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for him uh, being a Michigan fan. Uh, I enjoy watching him, and he definitely, him being hurt, definitely hurt their chances last year in the oh, tournament. Yeah. Um, uh, another good from this game, we had Cade with 25, 8, and 8. Yes. 10 of 20 shooting, 5 for 11 from 3. Definitely his best game of the season so far. He's on triple-double uh, watch. 
he is the youngest player to have that sort of stat line since uh, actually younger than LeBron James to have twenty five, eight and eight. Kate Kate is gonna be and he played the most minutes that game. He played thirty five minutes. It's it's really relieving to see. Um and you know, Kings aren't no slouch. I know that people overreacted a lot. Like De'Aaron Fox, uh, they're not horrible defenders. I think Cade yeah, really had his way. He had his first dunk of the game. Yeah. Almost dunked on Luca Garza because oh, yeah, of that screen. That. But um, which I'm surprised wasn't called as an offensive foul. I'll take it though. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Cade Cade is coming to his own now. That he's getting his feet under him. Um. Like I said, he shot 5 for 11 from deep. That's his best three-point shooting game of his career so far. And he's only going to continue to do it. Um, he's going to continue. Uh, he came out and said that, you know, the passing lanes, like, they close a lot faster in the NBA than in college. So his playmaking, it's all coming together. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jalen Green, uh, they just got blown out by Memphis, and he only put up 15 points. He had like four turnovers. It was like two of six from three or something like that. Yeah. He... Not it's good. Sadiq Bay actually. What did he score against Sacramento? Wasn't that twenty? Didn't he have twenty eight or he had twenty five yeah. as well? He was four for nine um, from deep. So it's promising. I know that they're losing. I know it's hard to yeah, really I pull on a stock in a team that loses, season. but. One more offseason, they should be able to turn it around. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if at the trade deadline they actually flip Jeremy Grant for some um, either young assets or some draft capital. I, you and I have talked about it uh, out of the podcast and whatnot. Uh, Miles Bridges, once again, please, please give me that lob threat that can also shoot threes and play defense and just. It'll it's, it'll be hard to get him away from Charlotte. Um, like I said, he's gonna be a restricted free agent. He's gonna they're gonna match whatever offer he gets. He's he's too good, and his chemistry with Lamelo has been amazing. Yeah, yeah it's been that's what kills me. I just wish we could have gotten him in the draft, but thanks, Blake Griffin. Yeah. Um, but and speaking about free agents, we can actually some good news for the Tigers. Uh, we just Nothing signed. but good news for the Tigers, actually, lately. Yeah. Uh, we just signed a starting pitcher from Boston. Yes, uh, Erod or Eduardo Rodriguez. Yep, Erod. Um, and also some talk on the um, wires about JV. Justin Verlander might be trying to make a return back to Detroit. Bring it with him yeah. one of the best defensive shortstops in Carlos Correa. Yeah, I would really, really, honestly, if they can pull it off with Spencer Torkelson coming up, uh, Riley Green coming up, to have, let's see, let's run through their lineup, or at least their position, so they'd have Barnhart at catcher. You could put Eric Haas at first base. Yeah. Uh, second base, one of the Castros. Shortstop could be Correa. Third they base would this- be Torkelson. This could be a then really big have, offseason. Then you'd have Badu. You'd have Green. And then, uh, my goodness, uh, you could even put Zach Short. Or not Zach Short. Um, blanking on his name. The other outfielder. 
He did pretty well. Him and Badu collided and both got hurt last year. I don't know why I can't think of his name. It's been a while though. Forgive me, Tigers fans. <laughs> I just think I just think that uh, they're looking really promising. Yeah, um, especially if they can bring those those two talents in. Obviously, JV is not the JV that he that he was when he was here, but he, he's still uh, a, a top pitcher. And he's a top the pitcher. Young, the young core yeah. that we already have. Uh, the Tigers could be competing. We could we can make a run like um, Atlanta just did, taking it all the way to the World Series. Uh, I can see it, and I think that JV, even if he isn't the best pitcher, even if he has a you know four and a half ERA, um, mentorship for Casey Mize, yeah, uh, Matt Manning, uh, that goes any of those young way. guys, it does, and you see that with Miggy. Um, I mean, you've seen over the years you had Tory Hunter even just coming in and just giving that knowledge uh it's it's good to have it's really impressive actually Ella Vila I'm so sorry for wanting you to get fired so many times in the past <laughs> but that's what happens when you sign Jordan Zimmerman to an absurd contract oh man and I believe you were also the dummy that signed Mike Pelfrey but that could have been Dombrowski I just I don't know what you've done the last five years and then somehow turned it into this but please keep doing it even though you've traded your son like three times I I don't know how your Thanksgivings go but right. <laughs> it's gotta be weird to like I think he did he traded Alex Avila twice yeah 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 that's wild though to, to, to trade your son like that and well, not only him, but he traded Cameron Maben. I think he's traded him like two or three times. Yeah. And Cameron Maben was drafted by the Tigers. He's been yeah. traded by the Tigers, I think, four times in his career. Yeah, that he is. still comes back. Hey, he can't can't leave Detroit alone. That's all right. I like um, Cameron Maben. But I'm really hoping that these moves that we're making um, this offseason, because we are looking to like we are looking to spend some money, Tigers should be competitive next year, which would be good to finally have a competitive sports team. And a CD Detroit. I mean, he got the Red Wings. Yeah, he still got them. Um, Just to touch on them real quick. Uh, Lucas Raymond, Dylan Larkin. They actually uh, from what I've today. seen on Twitter, they did lose today. Yeah, they're okay. eight, eight and two right now on the season. I'll take it, Red Wings fans. Please, please, please give us more info on uh, how it works because. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big hockey fan, but I would love to learn. We got someone out yeah. there that's willing to give us a little rundown. At least I, I just need to know the basics, and then we we can even have you on as a guest to talk about the Red Wings. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Not opposed to that. Let us if you if you watch the Red Wings and you listen, and let us know. Send I like me, to think that DM on Twitter. We'll get you on the show. We can talk. We can talk for real. I like to think that we know what we're talking about when it comes to Lions, Pistons, anything else. Uh, so I don't want to go out there spewing a bunch of stuff about the Red Wings that really is yeah. not in fact true. And speaking of losing today, it's like Michigan lost against Seton Hall. Did they? Yeah. 67-65. That stings. But you know what? I'll take it. Because if Michigan basketball has taught me anything uh, over the course of the last five, ten years, come March, they're ready. Seton Hall's a good team. Yeah. Uh, it sucks. They're unranked, but um, I actually went back they're to look at their schedule. Out. Yeah, undefeated. So they're, they're and one, they've they won't blown be that. 
No, and they blew out and a, and the two teams they played top, before. When it gets to top four, five team in Michigan actually is going to do good for their resume. Michigan will probably bounce to I don't if they drop anything lower than ten, that would surprise me. Yeah. I still see Michigan finishing as a top five team. Maybe top three. We'll see. I mean, this is a young team, they have to gel together. Um What about your Spartans though? I, I don't I haven't followed much on with them. They they aren't they aren't ranked yet this season. Um, but you know Tom Izzo's gonna get them boys right. They're gonna make the tournament. Um, they'll probably be ranked so. a top ten team by the end of the season as well. I would like to hope so. It's good for it's good for the rivalry. See when it comes to basketball, yeah. I like Michigan, Michigan State more than Michigan, Ohio State. But when it comes football, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. If when it comes State to basketball, wins. I'm not solely strictly like just Michigan State. I'll still if um, Michigan's in there, I'll still root for Michigan. When it comes to football, though, Michigan can. <laughs> no, it's, it's just it's, all go green, baby, and that. But. And it's hard when it's hard when Harbaugh's your coach. Back when Lloyd Carr was coach, it was I think easier like Michigan. Um, yeah. See, like I liked D'Antonio. I like Mel Tucker a lot more. Um, yeah, I don't I like Tom Izzo like, that well, much. I hope, I hope Mel Tucker doesn't leave. Didn't he just sign, or there was rumors that he was about to sign with State a long term extension? I hope so because um, we got the LSU position that's about to open up. And it could be looking pretty enticing to him. So I'm, could. Hoping, I'm hoping he stays. You know what? Jim Harbaugh can go to LSU. Give <laughs> me anyone. Seriously, if he loses Ohio State, I think I think he's gone. And I think LSU, yeah, that's he's, the he's first never person seen to look Ohio at. Ohio State in his career. Actually, I don't even think Jim Harbaugh would get the LSU job considering he can't beat Ohio State. How is he going to beat Alabama, Clemson, yeah. any of those teams? Beast. Oh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh and SEC would be like uh, Matt Patricia all over again. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, uh, there's one more thing I wanted to touch on with college, and I can't think of it. My mind has been in absolute fog with daylight savings the last wow. week or so. It has been rough, man. Um, no, I mean... You guys for football. You guys play Ohio State this week. We play Maryland. Yeah, um, if um, if Michigan State can somehow pull out this this win against Ohio State, that that's might that's pretty much gonna lock them for the playoffs this year. It would be really crazy if Michigan and Michigan State both beat Ohio State. Oh, that'd at be that point, beautiful. put them both in the playoff because, and you'd have to seed it to where they'd play each other. Yeah. You can't tell me that that would not be one of the most watched. Oh man! Games. In the playoffs, to have Michigan and Michigan State play, yeah. Oh, that would be the most toxic game ever. But I'm here for it until yeah. Michigan loses. But when against Ohio State, will probably put Michigan up to four, or Michigan State up to four. Honestly, they might go as high as three. They might jump Oregon. If I'm being players. honest with you, if they beat Ohio State, they should be two because Alabama lost to Texas A&M. Yeah. Um, but you know Alabama losses don't count when it, when it comes to the college football playoff committee. No, they don't. No, they don't. It's like if Tom it's like Tom Brady just lost so the team without a name. And, yeah, Tampa Bay is still probably one of the favorites in the Super Bowl. Of I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I'm sorry. Know, that's politics. That's, that's, you got favorites. That's how it goes. 
I don't even know how the Super Bowl is going to go this year. I had the Rams, obviously, and they've fallen apart. Yeah, the last the two last games, couple they, weeks, they've crapped the bed. Honestly, it's, it's had. But they get a bye week. So. Stafford went into that last week's game with four interceptions. He's thrown four over the past two games. Two of them pick sixes. Yeah, that Higby one though. Oh my goodness, come on, man! I think they said he's like six pick sixes away from the all-time lead. He takes risks. That's why. Yeah. I'll say it that way. He takes risks. Um, that's why. He tries to throw the ball into the tight spaces, and sometimes he just doesn't get it. And I actually was on the phone with my dad today, who is a known Stafford hater, and he, he even admitted that Higby really dropped the ball, literally dropped the ball. He did. He pretty much six. handed it to the DB. Yeah. And they had drops all night. Um, no excuse. Once again, I mean. Yeah, the offense was off. But that defense. Defense was off. Two ninety-plus yard drives for the Niners. They made Jimmy Garoppolo look like prime Tom Brady, and uh, Stafford went to LA for the defense. And uh, Lions defense followed with him, apparently, except Aaron Donald's on it. So, yeah. uh, but I don't think I have anything else tonight. Um, I know we want to start mixing in, you know, some uh, movies, music. Uh, video games, anything that there is out there yeah. that we can just talk about, uh, relate to you guys more, listeners more. Um, like if you guys have movie suggestions, uh, oh, yeah, stuff give with us those. any of your suggestions or anything, we'll check out some stuff, talk about it on the podcast. We'll even have you on an episode, we'll talk about it together. Uh, we're pretty much open to a lot of things here. You want to do. Um, want to do what you guys want us to do pretty much this podcast for you guys yeah, we, we could do some Q&A's um, you know I really enjoy doing this uh, sports especially Detroit sports is something I've been passionate about since I was a kid um, back in the day uh, just real quick uh, back when uh, I had on demand was a real thing they used to put the Lions highlights on there every week and I would wake up on Monday morning because I wasn't really in school yet and I would sit there every Monday morning and watch the Lions highlights. And back in 2006, 7, 8, mm. they weren't really highlights. Um, but I watched them. And football has always been that thing for me. So this has just been absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, but seriously, input. I don't know what my cat just got into. Input on anything. Yeah, we appreciate the the input on anything from you guys. Um, but other than that, that's going to be it for us here. At yeah, we'll try to make short podcast. Yeah, um, we'll make them shorter for you guys. So, oh yeah, it's not too much to listen to. Once again, it's been your host Delano and Anthony. We appreciate you guys for listening. Um, leave questions, comments, concerns. Obviously, uh, we'll get back to you guys as always. Go Detroit. <laughs>